This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 106. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello, welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one Boulevard minute at a time. I'm Ron Richards, <laughs> and with me is Josh Flanagan. Boulevard. Uh, the Boulevard. The Boulevard. And Connor Kovacic. On the Boulevard. On uh, Rockaway Boulevard. On the Boulevard. On the Boulevard. <laughs> Today we are talking about Minute 106 that starts... <laughs> 
with the question, who loves Jimmy more than Maury? <laughs> and it ends with Frankie Carbone trying to warm the car up before they leave. So, <laughs> well, well, we all knew this was coming. We did. You well, can't so, tell me that you weren't relieved. <laughs> so this, so this picks up the conversation that we had with Friday with Ryan about whether or not this was in the plan all along. And after watching it again, and and by in the plan we mean Maury meets his end here in this minute. Um, and I still don't know. Well, because he, he straight he straight up lied to Henry. Yeah, but no, but that's that's the that's the thing I don't know because you it, are so willing to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like there's a world where they go after the card game to go get coffee and breakfast, and Maury doesn't bust his balls, and he still lives. I, I no nothing nothing the, that happened in that alleyway caused his death. That he was as soon as he walked in the alley with Carbone and Tommy and Jimmy, he was going to die. So something all, something had to have happened earlier for that to have been the case. Yeah, like like even if it was a moment before around the corner, if if he nodded to you know Tommy. Jimmy nodded to Tommy. Yeah. And Carbone, who is stupid as a hammer, he knew what was going on. So it's not no, like Carbone didn't know what was Carbone didn't know what was going on. He looks surprised. He looks surprised. Yeah. They okay. never tell Carbone what's going on. The only the only thing yeah, that makes smart. me the only thing that makes me think that it that it was in the cards was that at, was that he starts busting his balls and Jimmy gives him crap and uh, and as they're walking to the car you see uh Tommy kind of bite his lip and look at Maury. In a I know something you don't know kind of face, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's what makes me think that maybe they had planned it. You don't so. think that maybe the fact that they all sat in exactly the right places and yeah. wordlessly <laughs> killed him Ron, the it moment was plan- that he sat down. It was planned before they went into the alley. Yeah, okay. They, they, right. it, it, either the whole night and Jimmy lied to Henry last week, or yeah. something happened that we didn't see. And I that would be I would be inclined to think he just lied because otherwise that'd be bad filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I do like that. So, if that is indeed the plan, and whether or not Carbone knew or not, I do like Carbone helps the matter uh, of distracting Maury by fixing his hair once they get into the car. <laughs> which, which, which appears to just be padding the afro. What do you think that feels like? That hair. It's wiry. Is it soft though? Do you, do you think if you press a paper towel up against it, it comes away with a grease stain? It's a good question. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he's so putting it's dry. A, yeah, it's dry. You stick yeah. your fingers in there. Your hands aren't going to be more slippery than they were before they went in. No, no, no. I think it feels like Brillo. Huh. I think it's more of a wiry kind of like it's like that no matter what, you know. It's perfect though. Yeah, it's it is perfect. I mean like like the the edges. It's all smooth. Yeah. I don't see that hair a lot on uh <laughs> Italian men. In the set, did you watch did you watch Saturday Night Fever? No. no <laughs> okay, well, that, go watch Saturday Night Fever. That was a while ago, though. <laughs> I, I mean, now. I feel <laughs> okay. like I see enough Italians on a regular, like, you know, folks walking down the street. Got a lot of Italians in see... New Hampshire? I assume. <laughs> in New Hampshire? Like, you think that, like, that's, it's that gentrified? Like, they don't even let in the olive-skinned? <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, no. Like, but, but I feel like there's a natural component to that, that his hair's just kind of going to do that. And I, it's it's like a rare thing. I feel like I don't see people who have hair that look like that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, I I've seen people with. Hair. I mean, admittedly, I haven't seen people with hair like this in a while. Okay. Yeah. I have. Yes. I, I feel like this is a look that is out of style. Hold on. Is it permed? No, no, it's not permed. Okay. I don't think so. What does his hair look like just normally? Well, you can see it now in the actor. He doesn't have this this anymore. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, I only remember him from uh, what was he? He was in uh, was the Adam Sandler movie, The Wedding Singer. Yeah, where it was like this hair but smaller. Yeah, well, it was 
It's the 90s. Yeah, anyway. Or is um, it The Godfather, part two? So, I mean... They, I mean, they had, the, they knew this was coming, so they, they didn't want Henry involved for some reason. But there's no, way, there's that was so smooth. I mean, it was, yeah. They never started. They never thought he'd stop talking. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's like Tommy, but he'd never shut up. <laughs> well, speaking of that, what he's babbling about when they get in the car is what we've been alluding to and talking yes. about. I feel like for weeks, yes. which is yeah, where Maury says, "Did I ever tell you about that point shaving scam we had in Boston?" Yeah. I like that that they decided to put in like a an Easter egg for the fans there, <laughs> which is what that is. <laughs> so like someday, twenty five years from now, nerds would be like, "Well, what that actually meant was." <laughs> like, and I don't feel like that was a cultural thing in nineteen ninety. <laughs> so just in case there's people listening who haven't watched the movie, what we're talking about is when they get in the car, Tommy stabs more in the back of the neck and kills him. Yes. Yeah, with a with a all or like whatever that wood ice pick, uh, ice pick. Oh yeah, maybe an ice pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's the there's and and again there's another insert shot of the weapon. Right. You always get a close up shot of the weapon. This is the thing that's doing the thing. Right. He stabs um, him and like moves it around in there too. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta I, get him. I you know what I gotta say I was impressed because he got it first time. There was no, it was like it went in. That was it. You know, yep. like he didn't miss. I assume there's there's a spot you've got to hit, otherwise they. Oh, you know, oh, I can't. Ooh, I, just, I can't. I can't. Can't. I gotta stop you. It was too, it's giving me chills. I don't want to talk about this. Ugh. Ugh. Like if it was too far up, all of a sudden he would just see in black and white. Like there's a right. lot of stuff that can happen. Start speaking Ugh. Spanish. Exactly. <laughs> God. <laughs> Start speaking Spanish. Dinero. <laughs> um, you know, I'm. I. You know what? I'm. I'm actually a little embarrassed, but we just skipped over. What might be the top one of the top five movements <laughs> moments in the movie, which is a bullwad. <laughs> <laughs> because Bell, they're, they're going to go to the diner. Yep. And 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 Maury, do they have Danish? And get some Danish for Bell. Yep. She likes Danish. Whenever, I like how whenever he, whenever, he, whenever he stays out all night, he likes to get her breakfast. That's nice. I like how he refers to it as Danish, not a Danish or some Danishes. Well, that's how you say the, it. You call it Danish, and it could be one or it could be forty. I didn't know that. Yeah, I like I like that's an authentic authentic thing. I, I enjoy. Okay, so this led me to a question. Yep. Now the diner is called what? Because I listened to this a few times. The diner, the boulevard. He never says. Nah, he never, he never says, says the name what it is. Diner. It's the diner on the boulevard. It's the diner on Rockaway Boulevard. That's it. No. Yes. Yeah. So two minutes later from now, there's a scene in a diner. Yes. And in the script. It is listed as the Sherwood Diner. Well, yeah, yes, and that that is that is indeed the Sherwood. That is a real diner that they that they would go to, um, which was on Rockaway Turnpike in Lawrence right. or Rockaway Boulevard. So maybe right. they were going to the Sherwood I, Diner. Who knows? I think he says Sherwood Diner on the Boulevard. It, it, it it's possible. It is possible. Why, why don't you put on some closed captioning? <laughs> but again, it is fascinating that you cannot like I, I, I locked in. I was like, I'm going to understand what he says. There's no breaking that code. Nope. I imagine somewhere if this was a real criminal, then the, the FBI tapes would just be like these are these are inadmissible. Well, there's going to be irony in that statement in a couple of days. It's true. Um, so I looked up the script mm -hmm. to see yeah. what happened in this scene because I really like the way that this all goes and sort of the the pace of the dialogue and everything. Uh, and and in this in the script, it's way less complicated. Uh, all it says is uh, Jimmy sort of you never stop talking except to stop busting my balls. And then the next line in the script is we hear tires squeal and two shots ring out. 
Mm. <laughs> they really buried the action there, didn't they? <laughs> so all of this was improv, or at least wasn't in that shooting script. Right. Which is, I think, pretty pretty amazing. Okay. Um, and again, good work, Tommy, uh, with your with your all work. Right. So uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is this is when Maury meets his, his end, and in real life, Martin Krugman, uh, his his body disappeared. Yeah, they never found his body. So uh, wow. So yeah, so yeah, it, it is. Uh, well, they they do believe that uh, it was not it was it wasn't confirmed, but they believe they found his body buried uh, along with Jimmy's old friend Remo and Spider. The yeah, on the, under the bocce court at Robert's Lounge, but it, it has not been uh, 100% confirmed that it is indeed. I can't imagine that, that that toupee would have decomposed. You would have thought they'd been able to make a match. Well, it would have stayed on, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, so even sad. in water. Yeah, so even, in, even in murder and burial. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's grim. Hurricane force wins. So, this is another example of sort of a, a casual murder. Yeah, like nobody reacts. It, 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 whether Frankie knew or didn't, it's just like, oh, he's dead. He's been around a lot it, of it. I know, but it's still fascinating. Like how much it doesn't. Like they just start making jokes, basically, and then. <laughs> I don't know that they start making jokes. Jimmy they gets out, Jimmy get Jimmy gets out very annoyed. He's very businesslike. No, yeah. and then and then and Carbone does exactly what he did. Carbone does exactly what he did at Stack's apartment, which is exactly what I used to do when I'd get in trouble with my parents, is that he just starts trying to behave. He just starts trying to do something to be good. In, in this case, start the car and warm it up. And it's Tommy who snaps at him and goes, what are you doing? Just go. Don't warm the car up. You know, you know, I believe the joke is I thought he'd never stop talking. Oh, well, I don't think that was the joke, though. I don't think he was. I think he was that's, honest. That's... He didn't laugh when he says it. He, he, I think it was more of a relief. Yeah. So a joke it doesn't count unless somebody laughs. No, but it wasn't said in a joking manner. It was like, Jesus, right. I never thought he'd shut up. Yeah. Well, then, then Tommy's like, Frank, let's chop him up. And Frank just goes, all right. He goes to get out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Frank, let's chop him up. All right. This is, this is, goes, sure. this is where Tommy calls him a dizzy motherfucker. <laughs> Carbone is constantly confused. Yep. He's just trying. You're right. He's just. I'm try- he's trying to take care of the engine. Yeah, he's just, no he's one's just, thinking about this stuff. But someday they're going to need that engine to be in tip-top shape. He's trying to stay out of trouble. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to he's trying to not be the next one. So he's just trying to be good. And but in that way, he's just messing up because he's 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 bumbling. <laughs> Frank, oh Frankie. I don't think the mafia gets enough credit for their improvisational skills. Yes, agreed. Because they, they're constantly <laughs> going to far lengths to hide the fact they're about to murder you. Right. They make up stories. They got yep. they've got characters. I mean, Jimmy had to get in the car. I can't get in the car now without grunting. <laughs> well, it's a big car. Let's be honest. <laughs> it was a big car. <laughs> that suit was flexible as well. <laughs> but he got out of that car pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't be yeah. near the body. Yeah. Frank, let's chop him up. All right. Yep. <laughs> Just completely sure. Yeah, that's, that's fine. After <laughs> that, can we get Danish? Well, they're gonna be hungry after all the chopping. So, so presumably in real life, after they uh, after they killed Martin Krugman, uh, apparently they chopped him up uh, at of all people uh, Vincent Asaro's fence factory. Uh, who Vincent Asaro? His name is. keeps popping up. <laughs> <laughs> why did no one read the book? Why did no one in in why did no one in the prosecutor's office read this book? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'd like to show you this Wikipedia page. <laughs> Uh, clearly. <laughs> or what was that? What's the? There's a Goodfellas Wikipedia. What's it called? Like, Mobopedia or something? I don't know. There's there's a there's a mafia wiki uh, wiki. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So is that admissible? 
know, but his name is just all over it. It's just... <laughs> now here you'll see that I did a uh, command F function and I typed in a sorrow. Uh, all the highlights you see on this printout are how many times his name is mentioned. Do you honestly believe the members of the jury? That he was not involved? Look at this. <laughs> I would like to distance myself from what Josh is saying right now. Yes, as well. President Saro is a very upstanding and fine gentleman he, and, and he's, businessman. He's just a businessman. Yes. A, a businessman. In, he's been operating around the airport for years, never gotten any trouble. Look, the fact is Josh is Irish, and you can't trust the Irish. Yeah, exactly. You cannot trust the Irish. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so so do, we want to, do we want to finally explain the point-shaving scam? Or? Yeah, didn't we? I feel like we've been hinting at it, we've been talking about it, but we've never actually fully explained it. Okay. Or maybe right, in my head I did. Yeah. I mean, that happens right, a lot. That happens with increasing frequency. Yeah. So have been going so, over it for weeks. So, so, so just real, real quick, I'll give you the bullet points. Uh, but there was a, uh, a scandal related to Boston College basketball uh, and point shaving and gambling, uh, which basically uh, – in which uh, some you know alleged people from the underworld bribed Boston College basketball players uh, to make sure that their team wouldn't uh, wouldn't win by the by the by the margin needed to cover the point spread, right. and then that way that way these underworld people would know which to what to bet on and they would win that way. So they didn't necessarily need the team to lose; they just needed to manage the score so that they would beat the spread. Right. Um, and basically, you think now? Obviously, you think that's fair. What, what's the problem? What would ever anybody have a problem with that? Well, it's it's not it's not legal for the players to do that. <laughs> but, but you, I yeah. mean, let's be honest. You, you're going to give these guys a little more, you know, rope, right? You that you think that's fine, right? Well, I mean, we all got to we, we all got to we got to earn a living somehow, and these everybody's got to eat. Everybody's got to eat. Yeah, it's you know. Um, so ba- basically, it was it was uh, the whole scheme was uh, dreamed up by two brothers, Rocco and Tony Perla, uh, who were in Pittsburgh uh, in 1978, and uh, apparently they they knew uh, Rick Kuhn, who was on the Boston College basketball team, who also grew up in in Pittsburgh, and they recruited him, uh, and then they got some other players, and then at some point, uh, uh, Paul Mazzei, who was Henry's Pittsburgh contact. Uh, got involved and brought Henry Hill into it, and they went out and and they went up to Boston to make sure it all happened and make the bets and uh, and that's what happened and, and and it was big big all scandal and it's actually this this is the the this the the scandal or the deal or whatever that led to Henry giving up Jimmy and Pauly in terms of whoa 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 it, yeah this is a key we haven't piece. talked about this yet. I know, but it's a key piece, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tease that for later on. So there you go. <laughs> well, but why did the scam fail, Ron? Um, well, because the same it's the same way the the way the way the the White Sox in 1919 failed or whatever. No, um, you, you, they couldn't trust the players; they were not reliable. Yeah, exactly, and and not all the the players wanted to go through with it and all that sort of but stuff. But even the like ones it. who did, like the, the uh, in the in the game against I think it was Boston College, so against Holy Cross, their rival, they decided, fuck it, we can't. Do this through our yeah. in a rival game, but they didn't tell the mobsters, and so they all lost them. They all lost their shirts. Yep. And so they were the, the mafia was like, "Fuck it, we can't trust these kids." And somehow they didn't kill them. Yeah, something surprising. Um, maybe maybe because they maybe because they just stole seven million dollars from an airport and they got distracted. <laughs> I feel I mean, like that wouldn't do it. I, I I feel like that probably did it because it was right around the same time. And in fact, this yeah. is this is why Henry was not so involved in the Lufthansa heist because he was going up to Boston a lot to do this. Seems like a bad choice given the payout. Yeah. Well, although he's not, he didn't get killed. Yeah. So that's 
key. So if you if you want to learn more about this, there's a ESPN uh, 30 for 30 documentary called Playing for the Mob uh, that's available on Netflix, I think, still. And actually, it's it's narrated by Ray Liotta. So, and, it, and it features uh, features Henry Hill as well as the Perla brothers and Paul Mazzei. So. <laughs> yeah, they're, and they're all super, like, open about it. Yeah. It's just like, and like, there's some mobsters just talking about what it was. And I was like, why are you telling us this? <laughs> Statue of Limitations well, probably up. Yeah. Do they have a statute of limitations? Oh, everything but murder does. <laughs> yeah. I mean the I mean the 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 mafia itself if it existed. Well, their activities uh, would. Oh, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, everybody everybody involved in this, anybody who was going to uh uh take care of them is long gone, so they just they waited them out basically. It's about honor. Yeah. It's about yeah. respect. Ron, any thoughts on Rockway Boulevard? Rockaway Boulevard. That's a it's a, it's a major thoroughfare in the Southern Shore. It's I know. Usually, a, you have very strong feelings on roads, so I thought maybe you had some on Rockaway Boulevard. Nah, not really. I mean, it's just it's just one of those ones that's always there. It's a lot of fun. To, I will say that it has increased in being fun to say after seeing this movie. Because yes. whenever I do see a sign for it, I go Rockaway Boulevard. I say oh, cool. I say it like Carbone. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, if you're going to take the Rockaway Boulevard all the way down, if you want to go to. Uh, you know, if you want to go out to uh, Long Beach. so. Well, Rockway Boulevard, the fun fact for this episode is Rockway Boulevard is the unofficial border between Queens and Brooklyn. Oh, I did not know that. It goes right down the, the, the border. Wow. Oh, there you go. All right, anything so, else for this minute? That's all I got. You guys got anything? I am good. All right. The fuck, oh, the fuck count is six. Oh, oh that was you a You didn't lot. ask me. You didn't stop on if I was done. <laughs> Fuck count of six because Tommy was worked up. A lot of agitation in this first two minutes this week equals yeah. lots of fucks. It's, it's yet to happen that you that someone would ask if the others are done and then not be done themselves though. Well, I was, are you guys I was done? Te- yeah, I was yeah. Teeing well, up the I'm fuck down. count. I was teeing up the fuck count. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for minute one hundred six. So tune in tomorrow for minute one hundred seven. And until then, make sure you're following us on, on Twitter at Goodfellas Min and on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute, so you don't miss a thing. And of course, you can go to GoodfellasMinute.com where you can find all the previous episodes and feeds to subscribe to the show, as well as you can you can click on support or go to GoodfellasMinute.com support where you can find a link to our Patreon where you can sign up and support the show directly. And members who sign up at the at a certain level or higher, I believe ten dollars or higher, five. get five dollars or no ten, I think five. $5 or higher. Right, I'm sorry. $5 or higher, you get your own mob name. $10 or higher, you get the pin and button set mailed to you, uh, which is the only official swag from Goodfellas Minute. Don't uh, don't buy any of that uh, imitation, thir- you know. Don't uh, go out of swag. Chinatown on Canal Street and buy the imitation Goodfellas Minute t-shirts. Those are not authorized. Those are not sanctioned, yes. So you can only get pins and buttons by, by being a Patreon patron. Um, and you can also click on a link on Amazon to go buy the movie or buy the book. Helps us out in return. If you have any questions, you can email us at contact at goodfellasminute.com. Uh, and until next time, I'm going to go get a Danish for Bell on the Boulevard. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is on.